0: That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real Moms of
1: Bravo. Real real, real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Here we go. We are thrilled to have this Southern Charmer back on the pod. You might see him on Summer House, Winter House. Not only is he on our TV screens. We can read with him as well. The author of pillow talk, what's wrong with my sewing and CEO of sewing down South. I'm kind of wondering like what other titles can I add to Craig? sometimes pot stir, but overall a great, great guy. So we're thrilled to have you back. Thank you so much for joining us, Craig.
2: Thanks for having me. Always fun to be on with y'all. And uh, yeah, so much to catch up on. And it seems like it's not slowing down anytime soon because we've got a couple more shows on deck for the summer and fall. So
1: yeah. Well, and then yeah, you just finished the pillows and beer tour um, Monday night in Chicago. So what was that experience like?
2: It's been fun. Obviously I've always wanted to become, you know, the more personal interaction that I get with everyone, Makes it all worth it. And that's why I love doing the pillow parties and being at the store. And so now, you know, being live with Austin has just been a really fun experience. Obviously, it gets a little rowdy and and fun, but I think everyone's been having a good time. I mean, we've broken the alcohol sales record at a couple of the places, which has just been silly because a lot of times they're during the week. So um, you know, ever since BravoCon, and fortunately that's coming back, we just saw that. You know, there's not too many places for us to all interact in person or to get to see us live. So it's been great.
1: No, I'm so glad. It looked like fun. So if you guys decide to add on any additional dates, St. Louis, Kansas City, where you know, we would love to come see y'all. So it's so great. Um, so I loved reading your book. I thought um just watching you over the years on the show and then getting a sense of who you are and just kind of getting your perspective on everything and also. I appreciated you kind of taking a step back and just like holistically kind of breaking into these parts and pieces of your life. So one little tidbit before I get deep on you, I just want to know your current top three rom-coms.
2: Oh man. Currently. That's a great question. Uh, Notting Hill. I just saw for the first time, like, you know, six months ago. So obviously I fell for that. Oh
1: my God. That's how so cool. have you just seen that? Like my job dropping. Know. You guys can't see my face, but I'm like, what? Okay, great. Great. Yeah. Pick.
2: So that is obviously a favorite. Um, I mean, I always like the holiday. That's what I can like fall asleep to. And then I'm trying to think of any new ones that I've watched. Um, I will just say the one that popped in my head. It's not new, but like letters to Julia or Juliet or Letters to Something. That's a good one. I random. love
1: that one. Yeah. Amanda yeah. I yeah. Seyfried. Good pick. Yep. Great picks. Notting Hill's my, my jam. I love any Julia Roberts movie, so I love that. Um, in reading the book, we got a sense of your friendship with Corey, which um, I wasn't you know, familiar with that before. And I saw, you know, I'm uh, I'm sure he'd made appearances in earlier seasons and whatnot. But I'm just curious to see what your friendship with him is like today. And will we see him on Winter House?
2: Uh, I... Corey and I are doing great, Um, you know, kind of how I wrote about in the book, um, I kind of talked about, I'm pretty sure when we kind of rekindled our friendship and he spends a lot of time in Charleston now, Uh, he's opening a gym in Charlotte, but we are, I mean, we're basically exactly how we were before um, the breakup. We just aren't living together. You know, we don't get to see each other enough, Um, but he's a busy guy. I obviously can't comment on Um, the other shows, which were, I have to remind myself of because sometimes I get a little, little loose, but um, I have to be a good boy. Um, but he, um, you know, I, I he's just got a great personality. And and I think back when you know we were making Southern Charm, he would have been awesome for the show, but you know, they just didn't need two of the same kind of personalities on the show at that time. Um, but I think y'all would really like him. And he's, he's a, he's certainly a character. He's continued to get more and more kind of, I don't know the word, not ostentatious, but that's not the right word. I just, once I got on TV, I calmed down a little bit with how like how much attention that I drew to myself. Um, you know, before TV, we would wear like neon V-necks and blazers when we go out, uh, And then I kind of started to not be like that. But anyway, when you, if you see Corey dress, you'd just be like, this is hilarious. Like you would definitely notice him when he walked in a room. So
1: I thought your portrayal of your friendship was like very real, although I'm not a reality TV star and um, don't have those similar experiences, but we all have those friendships where they kind of, you know, you kind of get away from each other for a little bit and then come back. So I was just happy to see that you guys um, are in a good
2: place. Well, and that's kind of a lot of the fun of the book was telling these stories that, you know, not too many people got to see in the beginning of the, like the book, but as uh, you know, people started to read about them or hear about them, it was cool how many people connected to the stories that I wrote about. And that was kind of the whole goal was a lot of these stories that, you know, in life experiences, you never really talk about, um, you know, whether it's like your mid twenties breakup or Adderall addiction or your friendships that you lose for a little while, but we all kind of have very, very similar life experiences. So maybe it'll help some people reading. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think something that could help us, you know, we're both two moms, our kids are little, I can only imagine what they're going to be like at 21. Lord help me now. But um, I just want to know for anyone who has, what advice basically would you have for parents who think their child or loved one may have an addiction to Adderall? Like, What's the right thing to say in those situations from your experience?
2: You know, I, it's tough because my mom, you know, I think, you know, midway through maybe a couple of years after taking it, she let me know that she like, or maybe it was after I got off it, but she said that she prayed every night that I would stop taking. It. I think it was when I stopped taking it. Um, you know, there really isn't anything to say. That's the tough thing that this was at least for me this was never going to end or stop because of an outside, you know, because someone else was involved. This was just something that I had to make a decision for. And so, you know, I, I will say that being challenged, I didn't like, but I started to see, you know, like I would always, instead of waking up and driving back to Delaware or, you know, to Charleston from Delaware, I would just say, screw it and leave it like midnight. And obviously my dad knew that, you know, I was probably taking Adderall to help me drive throughout the night. And I think you just slowly, you know, just, there's no right way. Cause you can be like, well, just make sure you're, you know, taking it for the right reason, but an addict isn't really going to listen to other people. So really you just kind of have to wait until they finally ask for help or, or be supportive or understanding. And, it's a, it's a tricky situation. I've never thought about it from that point of view. And like I said, I didn't realize that my mom was struggling so much with me, but she knew that she couldn't say anything. She didn't want to upset me, but, um, so she just prayed for me, but, um, you know, that's part of the guilt too, because you know, you're affecting other people. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of, it's an, I'm That's why I'm glad I told it because, you know, it's really shameful at the time because you're embarrassed but then when you get out of it, like I haven't taken it in three years, then you will tell anyone that listens because you're like, look, you know, that's so much repentance. You're like, yeah, I <laughs> it was bad. Um, I think I was really lucky that I didn't start taking it until college. I know like plenty of kids start taking it easier. I just I don't know the answer. And I think that's kind of why I wrote it was you don't hear people talking about Adderall. You know, it's just this like yeah. cheap drug that you get and it's like awesome for a while. Um, but it does start to, you know, erode other, you know, other facets of your life.
1: Absolutely. Well, I just want to tip my hat to you. I think anyone who's willing to be vulnerable and just kind of open up, um, you know, I think your book does a beautiful job of showing like all sides of your life and the not so pretty moments. But I think the thing that i found most joyful is just you finding your joy and things, um, especially when you talk about sewing down south and just kind of how you turn this hobby of yours into a multifaceted business. So I just want to tip my hat to you. Um, If you haven't read the book, you guys, you guys have to read it. Mother stays around the corner. It would make a lot of mamas happy. Um, So Pillow Talk, What's Wrong With My Sewing? It's available anywhere now. But, you know, Craig shares these types of stories, including this one. Honestly, I'm going to say this little tidbit from the book really surprised me. So you spoke really candidly and honestly about your relationship with Naomi. Your first fight was on TV, which truthfully like kind of blew my mind. Um, knowing that you're in a relationship with Paige, do you have any like hesitations or like, uh, I guess hesitation isn't the right word because you guys are both obviously on TV, but do you feel any guarded with your relationship in that sense since you're both on television?
2: Well, she, Paige was already on TV when we met. That's what's been so great. So she already knew. You know, the life that comes with it. And, you know, she can make her own decision. Like, you know, Naomi had never filmed before. So when we were on TV together, it was her first time. And, you know, you don't really know what you're doing until you watch your season back at least once or twice. Um, And that's just impossible to explain to someone that you're dating if they don't completely trust you. And honestly, a lot of people, you know, you're adults and you kind of make up your own. My, you know, you don't listen to someone so blindly, but that's kind of the problem. And so by dating Paige, it's so much easier because she's already dealt with it. And I don't have to explain. Like she's made her own personal decisions on what, you know, how she lives on TV. And it's just been great. And it's a it's a life that we both picked for ourselves before we met. Um, and so there's no resentment. You can be happy for each other's accomplishments, you can complain about stuff, and it's just it's really nice. Um, you know, a lot of professions, like, especially when I was in law school, people like, Oh, you, you know, you shouldn't marry another lawyer, but in this case, it's just, it makes things so much easier and our schedules are the same and it's just, yeah, it works.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned the word I hear my ears perked up I hear the word "marry" because I heard on your podcast tour, um, there's some rumblings and buzz about you and your future with Paige and picking out a ring. Um, So it sounds like things are headed that way.
2: (laughs) People, it stinks how things get so like exaggerated online now. Um, Cause I'm like, look, we give you enough, (laughs) like the accurate material should be like interesting enough. Um, Yeah, no, I would love to marry Paige. You know, that's kind of the goal that we're, you know, both headed towards, but there's really no reason to rush things. Um, You know, things are so rushed these days. And I'm actually surprised a lot of the times where, people are like oh so you're in a relationship now so why why haven't you proposed yet and you're like well we've only officially been dating for like 7 months um so obviously we'd like to date for at least a year you know i don't think she would say yes before a year because it's just even though we hope to get married you you know no one ever plans on breaking up and we're still in a young relationship so we're just kind of doing it you know in our way and um you know i i, I we i actually told her i was like i got to figure out you know, what kind of rings you do like though. Cause I would never want to take her like shopping or ruin it or the surprise, but I do need to start paying attention to, you know, her preferences and stuff, I guess. But I feel like Abby would
1: like, have some good tips for you on that. Cause Abby's like the sly one between us, but a little as, bit of a spy. Yeah. yeah, A bit of a spy, but as two married broads, I'm going to have my tenure next year. I I dated my husband for seven years before I got married. Like you do you boo. Like you're taking your time. I think that's perfect. I think, it, I think the best part of any relationship and here I am offering you unsolicited advice. It's just well, like enjoying, love, being, it. enjoying being together and enjoying the time. Cause if you see forever with that person, you have forever with them.
2: Right. And so I think there's a right way to do it for everyone. And, um, you know, we didn't have a traditional approach to, our relationship, or maybe we had more of a traditional approach to our relationship than we think just because that type of, you know, kind of seeing each other before being exclusive or dating before exclusive isn't shown on television, you know, that often. Um, And obviously we, you know, whatever, who knows what the terms are anymore. We like, you know, we're hanging out for three months before we were exclusive this summer. And hopefully people can, you know, see that and and see that, you know, the non-traditional approach, like, you know, just because other people do it one way doesn't mean you have to do it. So we're, you know, we were both excited once it was time to start dating officially. Um, But it, you know, we did it right. And for what worked for us.
3: I loved the buildup personally. I think people are too quick to be like, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. We're really serious. We're going to get engaged soon. And then you're married and it's like, we're going to have kids soon. It's like live in the live in that moment because like, once you're married, you're never gonna go back to just dating again. So like, enjoy that. And I kind of like the, like, we're getting to know each other. We both kind of were seeing other people and enjoying being single before we were committed. Like I applaud you guys for, I guess now it's considered untraditional, but to Vanessa and I who are older, like that's kind of how most of our friends became couples.
2: Right. You just kind of hang out and you know, it worked for us. We were, you know, we lived in different cities, you know, long distance and then it got to a point where we were like I don't want to date anyone else. I only want to date you and for us that was great cuz not you know no one was pressured into you know moving at a speed that wasn't theirs. Obviously we couldn't we couldn't have continued to do that for much longer but fortunately we didn't want to.
3: So, I have to know. I know you're a big Swiftie. Um what is your favorite Taylor Swift song and has it changed now that you're in a relationship? Cuz I think there's like Songs you listen to from Taylor when you're single and songs when you're like in a good relationship.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely true. I remember, you know, some breakups, you know, you can't listen to country music for like six months. That's the (laughs) the shitty part. You're like, damn it. I can't listen to some of my songs. And then when you get into a relationship, you know, you get those happy country songs and you're like, this is amazing. Like we love, um, you know, like thinking about you by like Dustin Lynch is like her probably me and Paige's song. Um, and uh we love kin folks and stuff but taylor let's see i love um our song i always loved but wait what is the one song that i love there's one that's like i'm sorry that question always puts me on the spot and i should oh you're good you can better, come back to it but it's yeah.
3: um
1: you can sing it if you can't think of the
3: phrase. No, no <laughs> I mean
2: yeah. there you go. All right, let me see what this. Uh, it'll
1: I up. personally love folklore. My husband's actually a bigger Swiftie than I am. Um, he he like listens to Taylor when he's cooking, when he's chilling. He's yeah, it's crazy. I
2: yeah. love that, and you know, like Spencer Pratt's always playing it on his stories. Um, <laughs> "You belong" or "You belong with me," I think is the one. That oh,
1: that's a good one.
2: Um, and then the one that says like I'm standing.
1: oh it's okay it's okay i just Uh, also love that taylor like the wildest
2: dreams maybe
1: oh that's a good one is a good one i love wildest dreams blank space there's no Um, bad one
2: and then you know what you should listen to it was a it was a tiktok song during quarantine but love story by disco lines is a really good remix you would know Mm -hmm. to listen to it but oh okay No, I'll be going, to be going out this
1: weekend. I'm going out this weekend, so they'll be on like my pre-party <laughs> playlist. So that's perfect.
3: Well, speaking of parties, I think Southern Charm knows how to throw a great a great bash, but Summerhouse always gets a lot of praise and attention for their themes. Having attended different parties with each show, now who do you think throws the better party, Southern Charm or Summerhouse?
2: I mean, they're just so different. Um, you know, we're definitely not theme party people on Southern Charm. We try and it just, <laughs> you know, ours is usually like, what's the dress code is uh, about as themy as we get. But I do love a good theme party. Um, I think there's a healthy balance because I will say that like when we do Winter House, It gets for me in Austin, it's a little taxing because we're not used to the theme party thing. So we don't know how to pack for it and we don't, we're not that creative. I mean, somehow it always comes together, which is great. I mean, my go to is usually just doing a lot of like makeup or face paint or stuff like that um, and messing up my hair. Yeah. Some, some eyeshadow and mascara. But um, there's a, you know, but I really like, I always loved a theme party in college. Um, but I also like getting dressed up. So I think that's why, you know, last year on winter house, Austin and I, our theme was like, everyone got to dress nice because a lot of times the girls and the guys all have really nice clothes that they bring. But when do you get to actually wear your dress up clothes when it's a different theme every week? So, um, you know, summer house does, they rally and they party every week. And, um, it's different. It's just different type of partying, but yeah, they. I would say that we. It's more taxing the partying on summer house because they just don't stop. You know, Southern Charm. Sometimes we can run away and just hide in our house for a little bit, but there's no escaping when you're doing third shows,
3: especially winter house because I think some people forget it's filmed over like two weeks. So when we see like six theme parties, that's like every other day is a new theme.
2: Uh, yeah, it's pretty much every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah there's are not- you
1: ever <laughs> hungover? Because like I think about like my college days when I would go out like you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But like on a vacation like that, I mean it's like go go go. Like are you guys, yeah.
2: I mean my hangovers are terrible now, and it takes a lot of recovery. That's why on you know when we're in Vermont you just can't stop drinking. Like you wake up and you're like, how, because, you know, you can't just lay, well, I guess the girls can lay in bed a lot. At least that's, you know, that's, that's, that's Page and
3: Sierra's thing. Uh,
2: <laughs> but you really can't. And, you know, you're like, all right, like if I'm going to get going, I might as well get into this. So you just suck it up. Um, but then Paige and I went to Mexico with my family right after this year's um, winter house. And It was funny. I think my mom enjoyed it so much because usually on those vacations, like I'm obviously going to be drinking the whole time. And I had like three drinks the whole like four days in Mexico, you know, and she was just like, this is so nice to just have everyone, you know, and I don't really think Paige, you know, we might've had like a drink in the pool, but um, the detox from that is definitely, definitely a lot.
3: (laughs) Well, I was going to say, it sounds like one of those, you need a vacation from your vacation situations. And you, I mean, I think what some people might forget. I mean, you're constantly going. So you've got Southern Charm. You make appearances on S- Summer House. You have Winter House. You're doing your podcast. You also have a company you're running. So that's kind of my next question. Like, when do you take a break and what are some ways that like you look forward to like relaxing and unwinding?
2: It's funny because I asked my mom, I think we were about to go to Winter House. And I was like, what did I used to do when I was only on one show? <laughs> she was like, get in trouble. And I was like, okay, mom, that makes sense. She's like, she likes when I'm like staying busy. Um, But I think you can be overexposed. I think this is new for me. You know, I went years for just filming, you know, four months a year. um, And I wanted to do more because, you know, the more structured I am, the healthier. And just, it's just a better life for me, like staying busy. And now, you know, just trying to figure out, You know how busy we want to be. The live tour has been really cool, but you know we're learning that we can't do multiple shows. You know, a week they kind of have to be spaced out. And um, the podcast is great. Like you know, you girls know, like we can do it from our house and stuff. But yeah, it's it's starting to feel a little bit. You know, just yeah, I, I haven't figured it out. But you're start. You know, it's starting to get a little busy and the lines start to blur and you just you have to stay focused on a few things. I fortunately have an incredible team around me with everything I do. Um but I think, you know, Paige gets down here. We're doing we're actually going to be guests with Chicks in the office in Scottsdale this weekend and we had never been to Scottsdale so we're like, "Oh, sure, let's go." But then after that, her and I get a couple weeks in Charleston just by ourselves. So it'll be nice to kind of rest, but as soon as you rest for like two weeks and you're ready to go again, like with Winterhouse, I mean, you're so ready to, to leave. But then after a week, you're like, I would go back, you know, you just kind of have to figure out how to get those breaks. So
1: I'm the same way, completely different, but you know, if I have busy weekends and travel, I'm like, Oh my God, I need a break. And then when I'm sitting still, I'm like bored. I'm like, Oh, when's my next trip. Yeah. But you- I really enjoy travels with Craig.
2: Oh, thanks. I, I need to get them going again because I just got to the point, I think I psyched myself out. I was like, all right, well, this is repetitive, but then things just kept happening and happening. Um, So I'll start them up again. But yeah, I, I've i always wanted to live on the road and my old roommate, Sean, used to, and I used to be jealous. And now that I've done it for almost a year now, I'm ready to to stop living out of a suitcase and just be home for a little. But yeah, I, I'm like, I'm excited. I think we're going to launch a new leg of the tour in June. And um, yeah, I think balance is always the key to everything. I just have never really figured out that balance.
3: Well, and that's a, a really good point. Cause you talk about in the book, kind of your mental health and having bouts of depression, which I think you, you talked about, like, I think there's so many things everyone can relate to in the book. And I don't think there's one person that makes it to their mid thirties, but like, without saying like, yeah, I had times where I was blue or darker times, you know, throughout my life. So no, how do you take care of your mental health when you're so busy, or is that part of how you take care of yourself is keeping structured and keeping busy?
2: <laughs> Excuse me. I think with me, you know, and I'm glad I talked about it in the book because I didn't realize it. So it wasn't until I was out uh, when I, so I, it wasn't until I was out of my bout of depression that I realized. depression was because you always hear people talk about it and until you have been depressed you really just can't you can be as empathetic as you want as a person you just don't understand it just like people that have never had anxiety attacks just don't get it right until it happens to you um and with depression like once i had kind of removed myself from you know charleston and moved to the bahamas i was like i started checking off the list of you know the side effects of depression or you know the traits of it. And I was like, oh wow, I was really depressed. Um, But now it's, you know, it's, it's a constant chase. I think for me, I'm very financially driven. So if I have opportunities to make money, that keeps me, my mind in a really good place. I've actually never articulated that, but it's true. If I have like, and that's why like, I love like the book tour and things like that. Yeah. I love meeting people, but it gives me a sense of purpose. I feel like there's a point of me doing it. So instead of me being out and meeting a hundred people, I'm like, Oh no, this is responsible. Cause I'm technically like working a little bit. Um, you know, I'm not consistent with going to the gym, but like I did today with Austin and I just feel so much better after that or eating well, but see on the flip side is when I'm out of those healthy bouts, then I go to the extreme in another way, I'm like, "All right, yeah, like why not have like you know two glasses of wine tonight and eat like butter, popcorn, and candy and so i I have these days of you know not leaving the house for a couple of days, but it's it's on purpose, it's just like enjoying myself and watching movies, and then I'll go hard for like a week so it's kind of you know I'm very fortunate that I have a schedule that matches what you know whatever my mind needs, and you know I can kind of. It's flexible, but I'm also like Paige helps a lot of that because she like understands me and like loves me for that. And there's no like, oh, well, once we start dating or move in together, like you'll get better. It's like, no, this is who I'm dating. And um, I think having a supportive partner really helps with, you know, almost everything. Because that's what hiding things in my relationships used to just like lead me to stress out more, you know, It would exacerbate the situation. So yeah, there's no it's kind of what I say in the book. Like it does it's not a normal, there's no normalcy, but it kind of just works for me.
3: And I think that goes back to like taking your time too with getting to know someone, because if you rushed into it, like there might be things where she's like, oh, I could change that. But like when you really get to know a person and it like I think acceptance comes with getting to know people over time too, which is key for any healthy relationship.
2: Yeah. I mean, it is. And um, we're, you know, we're lucky. We're so similar. We're both <laughs> night owls and um, we love snacks and TV and.
3: <laughs> you night- both also love fashion, but I've noticed a little bit of a change since dating page. You seem like maybe some of your fashion has become a little bit more like a little less like Southern dapper gentleman, a little bit more like edgy. Have you noticed that like. A change in your style, kind of influenced by page.
2: Yeah. I think I don't know what the appropriate term is, if it's like streetwear or like New York, but you know, I'm in black a lot more. I used to always <laughs> like pastel colors. And now <coughs> I realized <coughs> I kind of enjoy wearing, you know, black t-shirts every day. Um, but then it's fun to get dressed up too. But I I have, I mean, she's definitely influenced, you know, I spend I'm in New York pretty much every week now, um, at least every other week. And so you know, where you're living and where you're spending your time definitely affects what you wear. I just thought it was funny because instead of it being Paige influences the way Craig dresses, everyone was like, Craig's never known how to dress before this. And I like started to get. A oh, little,
1: I strongly disagree. <laughs> I You yeah. always love fashion. And so yeah. we'll vouch for you. You've, you've yeah. always loved fashion. We'll defend that
2: one. Little, like I got a little, like Paige said something about like my white pants, but she wasn't trying to, but I was like sensitive and she was like, oh, white pants today, because we we're in New York. And I was like, yes, in the spring and summer, I wear white pants. And she's like, well, it's like 40 degrees in New York. I was just like asking what well, she didn't mean it. But then in my head, I was like, oh, I think I've gotten a little sensitive to this. I was like, <laughs> you know, you have to be self-aware in this world a little bit. Um,
1: well, and I would say you've influenced her because she said she's commented several times on how she finds herself not wearing black, like she can't go to Charleston and wear black. Like she,
2: she, she's got certain things that she's bought. I just, we just transformed one of the bedrooms into a closet, um, to help her transition one day (laughs) or like, you know, we spend half and half our time. Um, but it's cool. I think she's embraced a lot of like the lighter colors and I see her having fun shopping for Charleston now. At first it was a little bit, you know, she felt like pressured and I was like, no, Charleston, you can kind of do whatever you want. So.
3: Well, and that coastal grandma chic is like all the rage now, which is perfect for Charleston. So she'll I be ready one. for khakis <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Basically, think any movie Diane Keaton's in, like a Nancy Myers uh, movie with yeah. Diane Keaton.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that uh, the new thing? Oh, uh, Well,
1: yeah. it's like khakis yeah. and like white button downs, which I know Paige has, and it's like oh, you yeah, look yeah, like yeah. you're rich and have a beach house and just yep. like yeah.
2: That makes sense.
1: Um, well, you kind of mentioned that you guys are, you know, making room
3: for Paige. Um, uh, not that you, she's moving in, like, that's not like the story we're trying to break or anything. But as you think about the future, do you guys think you'll be kind of between the two cities or where do you kind of see your future together?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think we'll always have a place in, you know, New York. I know that's important to Paige. And again, we're just fortunate that like the flight's so easy. You know, it's an hour from Charleston to LaGuardia and, um, And we do it a lot. I mean, up until recently, honestly, the flight was like $99 and it just was like really, you know, it was easy. Um, And I think, you know, until we started having kids, we wouldn't really have to decide on that. She, I've let her, you know, I would never make, I would never ask. I was always going to let her make the decision. And, you know, she was like, obviously we would raise our kids in Charleston. Like, Craig's making a great effort to try to be like a New Yorker, but he's just not, you know? And um, and I think raising kids, kids in the city would be tough anyway, especially if you're not from, you know, there originally. But I think we get to, you know, split time for a long time. You know, when she's busy filming her stuff, like I spend a lot of time in New York and we both have work up there. And then, you know, she's going to try this summer spending more time down here and starting to do you know, some of her jobs from down here. So I think I joke and say, we already live together, but she's like, Craig, you can't like, we don't live together yet. And I was like, yeah, we do. We just live in two different places, but we essentially, or, you know, we essentially live together. But yeah, I think, you know, we are, I'm doing a lot of work to this house and like doing, like we're putting a pool in and stuff like that. I I think we're kind of making preparations here for you know, longer. I stays, love
1: this four page, and I yeah. especially I love it for you. By really like all the things you're saying is like music to women's ear. Oh, making pre- preparing for her, she has a room for closet, yeah. a pool. I mean,
2: yeah, we just right. did Jen like and the pool like we're putting a pizza oven and like the back. You know, like I'm glad it's happening now because she's like we've been dating long enough, and it was perfect timing for all the renovations. And now she has a say in. You know the new construction, which is good because, you know, you want everyone to be comfortable. And I don't really know what I'm doing, so
3: everything always needs a woman's touch, whether it's yeah. a house or an outfit, when whatever it is. Visualize it,
2: and it's so much better. And we're hopefully, if everything goes to plan, she's going to do a line with Sewing Down South for pillows in the fall. And so, be me, black, yeah. So well, they'll be black and white, and you know, some more like leather or whatever it may be. And so. You know, people are always like, why don't you have his pillows in your house? And like, we don't have anything that matches that New York chic aesthetic right now. And so it'll be a, it'll be a welcome addition to sewing down South, I believe.
3: That's awesome. I can't wait to see it. That'll be really fun. Um, okay. So speaking of future things to be excited about, what can we look forward to on this season of Southern charm
2: <clears throat> um,
3: that you can tell us?
2: You're right. I know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, um it's I'm excited for it. And I, you know, I, I get excited for all our seasons, but I I think this one will be a little more diverse with like the layers. I think there's gonna be a lot of deep layers. You know, you have people returning with, you know, like Naomi coming back, and we've got a little bit of a larger, you know, friend group. And it should just be, I think it's a little I think the drama mimics like old school southern charm, you know. Not that it's not always been dramatic, but it's just it's going to be exciting to watch. Um, you know, I say that now, and then I'm going to be like, want to bury my head in the sand, you know, in a couple months. But I think there's a lot of TV to be watched and I'm excited for it. You know, Paige will be down a couple of times and um, you've got, you've got some old dynamics that you really liked and some new ones. And Plenty of drama. I mean, a lot of drama. <laughs>
3: it never <laughs> falls short in the drama department. And that's what's crazy
2: is, you know, you're just like, how can there be anything, how can anything else happen, you know? And there's some things that happen this year that are just going to be big surprises that like, you know, were huge surprises to us. And, um, you know, I'm excited to actually watch a lot of, I, I'm excited to watch this season. And it's been a while, you know, since I've said that. So I'm excited.
3: Well, finally, there was a big announcement this week, and you talked about it earlier. BravoCon 2022 is happening. I know it was just announced, but will we can we expect to see you there? Will we see you and Paige at BravoCon?
2: I would love to be there. I had so much fun um the first time. I mean, that really changed and evolved Bravo for what we know. And I mean, everyone, you know, in the Bravo universe got, you know, became we're friends and met and like it was okay to see us all together. I think it led to a lot of the crossovers that you see now and the fan interaction. I mean, I say it all the time and it's nothing. I love Shep to death, but Shep sometimes gets a little overwhelmed with a lot of people. And he, the fact that Shep wasn't ready to leave Bravo shows you that like how much of an incredible event. So I hope I'm there. I know that we're not, we can't say yet. Um, and I've got to be, like I said, I'm being a good boy. These, these days. Um, but I would hope so. Yes. If I'm, right. if I'm asked, I will be there. And I think right. a lot of your favorites will.
3: Oh God, we can't wait. We hope we're there. I mean, it's a, it's we a will. tough is ticket that, to we get. Hope
1: we will. Well,
0: we I
3: almost didn't make it. I couldn't get a ticket. And like this, like I say an angel, but this kind soul is like, I'll sell you my ticket for exactly what I paid for. Cause some people okay. were selling it like 10 yeah, times more. So Well, and yeah.
2: it's big, I think the venues are bigger this year and I think it's, I think, um, you know, they did such a good job the first season I was telling someone this, you know, that at NBC the other day, I was like, you guys did such an incredible job for the, like, I didn't, I thought I would be, I just didn't expect to have that much fun because it's a lot of, you know, 6,000 people are a lot of people to like wrangle and, um,
3: we joked it was gonna be the next Fire Festival. Yeah, we, like, like, we didn't know they had it Could have
2: been, you know, yeah. It could have been, and like how they like moved all of us around, it was just so it was it was just done so well. So I'm pumped.
3: Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining us. It was so fun talking to you, and we just can't wait to see next season of Southern Charm, Winter House, Summer House. See you at BravoCon. I feel like we're never going to be without Craig, which is a great thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, hopefully it hopefully I uh, hopefully it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. A lot of it coming. So.
3: (laughs) Well, thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. And then when, you know, Southern Charm comes out, then I'll come back on.
1: Yes. We'll hold you to that. We would love that, Craig. You are such a gem. I'm like.
0: You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are BODY. Start your free trial at BODY.com. That's Bodi.com. dot com.